news on Radio 191 FM. Ahi ahi. These are your Radio 1 Te Reo Irirangi Kotahi news headlines. Koterapa DNA ra te tuatahi o Mahuru. Today is Wednesday, the 1st of September. Ko Eileen Aho. There are 75 new cases of COVID-19 in the community today, bringing the total number of cases to 684. 33 people have been hospitalised, with eight in intensive care units. Otipoti and the rest of Aotearoa south of Tamaki Makoto is now at COVID alert level 3 as of 11.59 last night, and is expected to stay there for at least a week. The capital city remains at alert level 4, alongside Te Taitokoro. For the rest of Aotearoa, south of the Bombay Hills, the shift to alert level 3 means one big change. Takeaways. Food outlets around the country have been preparing for their doors to reopen with contactless pickups, whilst hungry New Zealanders carefully deliberate over their first non-home-cooked meal in two weeks. Otago student Jordan says he is pleased businesses are able to start reopening their doors. Might go give Peter Pitt a visit later today. Meanwhile, Daniel is keeping it classic with his first port of call. I'm looking forward to going to botanical takeaways, of course, the G's around the corner, getting some hot chippies. Like, I, I've just been craving hot chippies for so long. I have tea sauce in the fridge and it's the only thing I use it for, so... Te Tai Tokoro is expected to join the rest of Aotearoa at Alert Level 3 this Thursday at 11.59pm. Meanwhile... Tamaki Makoto will stay at alert level 4 for at least two weeks, with its alert level set to be reviewed by Cabinet on September 13th. Anyone with COVID-19 symptoms should stay home and contact Student Health, their GP or Healthline to arrange a test. A drive through COVID-19 vaccination centre is operating at the Edgar Centre on Portsmouth Drive and is open to anyone over the age of 12. With one week left for submissions, the government bill banning conversion therapy currently before the Select Committee is the focus of major campaigning this week, both in favour and in opposition. The Conversion Practices Prohibition Bill seeks to make performing conversion practices on an individual under 18 an offence. Conversion therapy practices are defined as seeking to alter an individual's gender identity or sexual orientation in favour of cisgendered heterosexuality. Chanel Lal, founder of End Conversion Therapy New Zealand, says that they wholeheartedly support the intention of the bill, but are concerned that it does not go far enough. This bill does not actually ensure that victims and survivors of uh, conversion therapy will get any remedy. Um, There is no guarantee of any financial compensation. So the bill and the Minister of Justice, Chris Farfoy, have been clear that uh, this bill is not about criminalising people, it is about ensuring that we prevent harm and we compensate the victims. However, the bill itself is silent on how we are going to ensure victims and survivors' support. What we are proposing is that the scope of ACC to be extended to cover mental injury suffered as a result of conversion therapy. Lal also says that the age limit of 18 for the banning of conversion therapy is an unnecessary distinction, preventing those over 18 from successfully prosecuting their practitioner unless grievous bodily harm occurred. This sentiment is shared by Pride in Law Otago, whose president Sophia Borthwick calls the distinction ridiculous. Part of our submission is that we think that age should be removed, should be applied to people of all ages, um, because otherwise to us it's reading, as I said, it's reading more as a bill that is trying to restrict how conversion therapy can work rather than ban it outright. Calls for submissions on the bill have spread rapidly on social media. 
Lyle says a template provided by End Conversion Therapy New Zealand to assist people in writing their submissions has been clicked on more than 100,000 times. However, not everyone in Aotearoa is in favour of the bill, particularly some religious groups. Destiny Church is calling on its members to submit against the bill, as is Arise Church, who on Monday sent an email to members saying that the bill infringes on the rights of parents and encroaches on religious freedom. Lal says these claims are untrue and align with the National Party's justifications for voting against the bill. So the National Party voted against banning conversion therapy because they feared the bill would criminalise good parenting or the bill would criminalise parents for advising their children to not take puberty blockers. The bill does not do that. Um, The bill is abundantly clear that advising your children to not take puberty blockers isn't criminalized. Um, The bill requires a practice. So advising your children to not take puberty blockers or having a conversation with your children will not meet the definition of practice and will definitely not meet the threshold for criminalization. They say allowances have been made within the bill for religious freedom particularly church groups, they would be free to say things like gays will go to hell or that God hates sinners. They will be allowed to say all of those things because if we cannot prove that they intended it to change someone's orientation, then it would not be criminalized. The bill is making exemptions for them to have those conversations. Submissions on the Conversion Practices Prohibition Bill close next Wednesday, September 8th. Submissions can be made on the Parliament website. To find the template created by End Conversion Therapy New Zealand, visit End Conversion Therapy NZ on Instagram or Facebook. An Otago University student who flew from Tamaki Makoto to Otipoti during Alert Level 4 without an exemption was reported to authorities by her flatmates, prompting a police investigation. The student initially returned to their home in Tamaki for lockdown, but later flew back to Otipoti via a connecting flight through Ototahi. Two of the students' flatmates raised concerns when they became aware that one of their other flatmates was driving to pick the student up from Dunedin Airport. The two students who alerted authorities to the lockdown breach are now residing at a university-owned property, while the returning student is self-isolating at their flat. Police are now investigating how the student was able to travel. Alert Level 4 and 3 restrictions state that travel is limited to essential movement, such as travelling to and from work for essential workers. The student was interviewed by public health officials upon returning to Otipoti and has returned a negative COVID-19 test. A Ministry of Health spokesperson said disregarding of alert level restrictions was disappointing and posed a risk to the wider community. The university is working with police and the Ministry of Health in the investigation. A memorial service for Otipoti woman Joan Butcher will be held once the city returns to level one. In a tweet yesterday, Mayor Aaron Hawkins said a small funeral with less than 10 in attendance will be held this week, with a later public memorial service planned to take place at Holy Name Catholic Church once public health restrictions permit. Miss Butcher, a well-known figure around the city centre, passed away in hospital on Sunday night at the age of 67 after struggling with long-term health issues. And that was the news with Te Reo Irirangi Kotahi, Radio 1. Now we cross to Barbara with the weather. The Radio 191 FM weather. O Te Poti can expect a high of 14 i Teneira with fine skies and northeasterly winds. A Popo 
Expect showers and southerly winds in the morning, clearing to a fine afternoon with northerlies developing in the evening and a high of 14. The R1 News, weekdays at 12, 2 and 5, or catch up on our podcast page, 